0: Ross Kickle, and on this episode of American Reef, we're heading back over to Mike Paletta's to take another look at that sunlit tank. I said, we're heading back over to Mike's and it's probably been about a month or so since you've actually seen that tank. And what happened is Mike had some problems or we'll call it opportunities to basically review with the new hobbyist some issues that he is having then what he's doing to try to resolve those issues. So we figured, hey, why not share for all to learn, so to speak? And again, if you are a new hobbyist, remember to check out my and tons of videos out on iTunes, right? Uh, again, just go to iTunes, search for saltwater, and then go down to the podcast section, and you'll see three channels down there. Again, if you've got an Android-based kind of device, just download Pocket Casts, do the exact same thing, and you'll see them there. And then, again, if you're new to reef keeping, you can also check out what I think is one of the best fish foods on the planet, which is the American Reef HPD, and you can find that at AmericanReef.com. Bottom center of the page, there's a little link that says click here to purchase HPD. Now, uh, with this particular video, it kind of comes in two parts, meaning that we've got pre-installation, post-installation. The pre-installation, the audio is fine. The post-installation, we happen to get some water on the mic, uh, so I had to basically do some, we'll call it audio work in kind of that post-production, and it's okay, not great, but I'm just giving you a heads up so uh, you can kind of adjust accordingly. So with that being said, let's bring up that video.
1: Well, one of the things that has been, I've shortchanged this tank on to date has been water flow. Mm-hmm. Since this is an SPS tank, obviously you want to have a stronger flow. And as a result, I've gotten some algae buildup up just from these few amount of fish in there and a little bit of feeding I'm doing, the algae has accumulated and I've gotten problems. What's right. interesting though is where I have a moderate amount of flow, when I say moderate, basically the return uh-huh. and a little tiny Tunze pump, uh-huh. I have less algae than the side that has no really? flow, which is what you would expect. Where the tritus accumulates, you tend to acquire more algae because you know, the nutrients are there. It's
0: not mature, so to speak. It's
1: not, it's not even close to mature. <laughs> but in, in terms of algae, algae doesn't care. It goes where the nutrients yeah. are closest. So where, they, where it's settled out on the flat surface, it has. So now I have the new Tunzei NanoStream 6095s. So <laughs> basically what this is, is a new programmable version of the, the Tunze NanoStream uh, pumps yep. that you can program with this little device here. You can run them in tandem. You can run them as a pulse, you can adjust them, you can run waves, you can run anything you want with these. So in this little 90-gallon tank, it should really create a lot of current within the tank, blow a lot of the detritus out so it will get it sucked into the overflow box and hopefully help to make the tank cleaner over time. Uh, the tank's only been up about a month, right,
0: right. it's
1: sitting in sunlight, I've tried to remove as much of the nutrients as I can, but even with a tiny amount of nitrate and phosphate in this water, algae just goes nuts. So the three things I'm doing now to try and combat that. First, I'm adding water flow, a significant amount more water flow than I have before. Mm-hmm. Two, I'm adding a lot of snails snails and urchins in this week. And three, I'm going to adjust the GFO. And I'm also going to probably add some plants, some Calerpa mm-hmm. to the refugium, which I haven't done before in the hopes that with it being on a 24 hour light cycle, it'll extract more of the nutrients that are feeding the algaes in the upper tank. Sure. Because in my downstairs tanks, I have no algae problems. In this tank here, I have no algae problems. But in this tank where I'm not running the algae, I'm having some algae problems, even with the low nutrients. Because even though it's a cloudy day in Pittsburgh, which is something rare, uh, yeah. It's uh, really right. growing algae really well in this tank, so I got to get things under control before anything more anything else to the tank.
0: And it was funny because last time I was here, like I said, around well, three weeks ago, right? You had it set up for roughly a week, right? And you already saw it, like that zenia. My lord! I mean, everything's just growing awesome.
1: Yeah, everything's really been healthy in the, in the lights. Uh, I think I've lost two corals, but I mainly lost them from them being bleached from right. just not accepting the sun. So now, when I add new corals, I'm putting a little shade cloth over top getting accustomed to it for weeks or so, and since then I haven't lost anything. So I'm pretty happy overall. There's not a lot of fish in the tank. It isn't where I want it to be yet, but this is the tank I'm taking the most time with it of any tank I've ever done.
0: The the one thing that, uh, just to me, you said shade cloth, right? Now, again, I know coral farmers who have greenhouses, they're always using shade cloth. Do you think you're going to need a shade cloth for here?
1: I'm hoping not to. I, I talked to my, my friend, uh, Steve Garrett at Garrett's Acropolis. He has big outdoor tanks. He actually puts blue filter paper above the tank to get the coloration, and also cut on the amount of light. So over time, if I need to do that, I may. Dick Perrin also runs shade in the summertime on his his big vats up in uh, Detroit, which has about as many sunlight days as we do, because he tends to get stuff bleaching out in the summertime. So since I'm starting these in the summer, I'm seeing where they're going. I'm not adding any of the really rare stuff I have downstairs seeing where things are. The par values haven't been astronomical. The highest reading I've gotten has been 1310, which is f- significantly higher than anything I'm running. But fortunately, that's only lasts for about an hour, two hours max, because the sun hits it in the morning, then it has a two hour delay, then it hits it for another couple hours. Uh, and the most time it's gotten sunlight that I've been able to count is six hours. Okay.
0: okay, good deal. Well, let's hook up the pump and we'll go from there. Okay. <laughs>
1: Well, now we have the Tunze set up, yeah. and now we're actually playing with some of the controls, because unlike pumps in the past, these actually have a little bit more technology associated with them. Uh, one of the things that you can do is you can run them in tandem, mm-hmm. and what I'm doing is they're pulsing from side to side. When one's off, the other one's on. When one's on, the other one's off, and they overlap for about two seconds. And you can adjust those pumps anywhere from two seconds to ten seconds, so you can really get a rapid pulse mm-hmm. or a slow, gradual pulse and just from putting these on, I can see how much more water movement I'm getting in the tank. Obviously, I just had a, a little tunzee in the return, Right. but these really are gonna make these corals take off by having that much more water flow within. And obviously, I know I uh, need to get out Mr. Super Glue and glue a lot of these things down because a lot of these corals are not <laughs> yeah, rocky see a couple, right? And a lot of corals don't really like the rock. they don't really grow in that state. So, I know what I have to do next, that and uh, get the phosphate levels down here, which is not a big deal. I mean, fortunately, there's a lot of ways. I mean, these are not like the uh, Max-Spec Gyres, in that these are producing flows in a bigger area, but actually coming out of these little pumps, you're getting a fairly wide distribution. I mean, you're probably getting a, a 9 to 120 degrees of water flow across this, which is perfect for all I have this tank set up. And with the pulsing and every other mode mm-hmm. that you can do on here, there's even a food timer mode, you can shut everything off, which is really cool. Uh, the jar is nice for blowing water across and getting things over. The only problems I've had with it is I pack my corals so densely right. that by the time it starts coming back it sort of loses some of the oomph that you would get. Uh, the other problem I've had with them is long-term uh, sustainability. Right. Uh, the ones I have have lasted about nine months and two of the three are, are, are broken at that point. So the these I'm running downstairs are now four years old. They're right. still working great, clean them every six months. So I'm just imagining I'm gonna do the same thing here. So now here's a question. Why would you put the pumps in front like that as opposed to back? Because I want the corals growing toward the front. They'll tend, tend to grow more towards the water motion, otherwise they're growing back. Okay. So even though you're blowing them
0: towards they, the back, they tend they to grow, grow towards, towards the, the current.
1: Really? Yeah. Okay, that's cool. But I don't know, it's pretty, it's coming along. Again, yeah. I just going to get the algae taken care of and once that's done. And as with any new tank, I mean when I set up my plant tank I had algae, when I set up every tank I have wow. algae. It's just until you get everything in the into balance and equilibrium, you're gonna have algae. It's just how it works. Okay, so now
0: when we filmed last time, you didn't have GFO or carbon in here. And so
1: now where did you kind of put in your carbons and GFO? The carbon's with? just floating in a bag. I should put it in a reactor, but I'm trying not to. Yep. And the carbon's sitting in the overflow box, all the water's flowing across it. It didn't make the water less green noticeably overnight. So that worked really well. And the phosphate have come down slightly, but still not where I want them. So I may have to add a reactor for a while to get things under control. Right. And add the coke faucet. Once I start adding the coke faucet, I'm assuming that that's going to get things under control even more so. Good deal. And again, with that theme of keeping everything simple, right, you know, another reactor, I can see why you want to avoid that. Yeah, it's another pump. It's going to heat the water up. I mean, right now my house is 76 and the tank is 77. So it's running one degree warmer than my house with all the everything that I have on it, mm-hmm. which I'm pretty happy with. When the LEDs kick on, they don't add any more heat to it. So this room stays about the same temperature as my house, as I said before, and the tank's only running one degree hotter. Right. With all the pumps and everything else. So right. I, it's, all in all, I'm pretty happy with the experiment to date, and it is an experiment. Because as I said, if I, I get really happy, eventually I'll make this into a you know 150 gallon tank.
0: Right.